Yes, so a lot of the conversation in the world centred around Shemima Begum. I don't know how to say her name properly, I'm sorry. That almost sounded like I was in Yorkshire, didn't it, Begum? And Shamima Begum. Anyway, you know her, the Islamic girl from Bethnal Green in the east end of London who was radicalised, left the UK for Syria at the age of 15, and she joined the ISIS caliphate, and she's now age 19, and she's stranded and pregnant in a refugee camp in the desert, and she wants to come home to Britain. Now, it's not something I did talk back on, but boy, there was a lot of talk back about it. But really, if you look at it, there is absolutely no debate to have. No question to be answered. Lots of statements to be said, but a spokesperson from the Home Office said what I think we all think, that Shamima made her bed and she should lie in it. But he then went on to say the law must prevail and the UK will probably have to let her back in. Because statehood and citizenship is one of the hardest things to strip. And if you're going to try and do that, you're better off doing that as someone leaves and not as someone tries to return. So anyway, things got interesting, though, here in New Zealand when Helen Clark waded in. First, she said something on Twitter and then on this radio station. And she said we should have more sympathy for Shamima because she was radicalized as a kid and she's made a terrible mistake. And she probably feels terrible about it and she should be allowed to go home, but under the closest security. Well, I certainly agree with that last part. I'd be keeping a very sharp eye on her. She is no reformed radical. Look, you know, in the past four years, she's seen all sorts of stuff. She's seen all sorts of horrors. She's seen beheadings. She's had two children that have died aged 18 months and nine months. And she's pregnant with a third. And she seems coldly calm and unrepentant about it all. And she's only 19, for goodness sake. What a life. Uh, she has had. But Helen's Clark's statements, this is what I really want to talk about, got a lot of people's noses out of joint, and they have emailed me and they texted me, and they phoned the uh, talkback as well. They're saying, what right does Helen Clark have to meddle in the business of another country? One said that Helen Clark should never be heard on these issues. It is just not right. Uh, and I heard someone question why Helen Clark's former advisor, Heather Simpson, has an office at the Beehive. I know why this all came up. There's been an allegation around the traps that Helen Clark and Heather Simpson are the real power behind the Labour Party and that everybody who is in Parliament, the leaders, whether it's Robertson or Ardern, they're just puppets controlled by Clark and Simpson, H1 and H2, and that Clark and Simpson hold undue influence. Well, really? So Heather Simpson first, or H2, as she's known. She has been Helen Clark's trusted advisor as Minister of Health and as Prime Minister, and during her time at the UN, I mean, she's been at Helen Clark's side for 20 or 30 years. A couple of years ago, in fact, the Labour Party, though, employed her to sort out their campaign and organisation. That's where the office in the Beehive came from. She is currently the chair of the review into our DHBs. So she's got a job from the Labour Party. And she's got a wealth of experience and knowledge. And then there's H1, of course. Helen Clark, who we know well, a career politician, PM for a decade, head of the UN Development Programme from 2009 to 2017. Also, pain in the butt when it comes to Mount Eden and Eden Park. 
So both these women, H1 and H2, have a wealth of institutional experience and knowledge, and you'd be silly to ignore that. If anyone knows what they're talking about on refugee issues, it's probably Helen Clark. And Heather Simpson knows more about running an efficient government than most. Wanting these women to keep their traps shut, I just think is a strange position to take. First of all, it's against their freedom to speak. Second of all, do they really have undue influence? That's weird. They're paid up members of the Labour Party, and if they have an opinion on where it should go, well, that's their right as well. They can say and do and talk to who they want. It's a free country. Of course, that doesn't mean you need to agree with anything they say, but you do need to defend their right to say it. Meanwhile, there's a bit of a funny convention around regarding former leaders commenting on current issues, which I've never understood fully. It's really big in the America. You know, the presidents don't talk about the next president, though Obama's talking a bit about Trump. But, you know, it's a, it's a funny old convention. Of course, if former leaders start talking about current leaders and current governments, yes, there is the possibility that they might show up, the current leaders, and that's unfortunate and embarrassing, but tough. In a dialogue about issues in our country, I personally would like to hear from everyone, particularly people who know the most.